Today's episode of Bachelor Party on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by World Central Kitchen. Their relief team is working across America to safely distribute individually packaged fresh meals in communities that need support. They're now serving tens of thousands of meals daily in some of our biggest cities like New York and LA, and they're launching initiatives across America to deliver fresh, hot meals to hospitals and clinics fighting on the front lines while keeping local restaurants and business as well. You can directly help the heroes in hospitals and clinics who are fighting for us, and you can help keep your local restaurants alive. Please go to theringer.com slash WCK to donate. We're trying to raise $250,000, and if you have the means, it's an unbelievably great and useful cause that helps our hospital heroes, emergency workers, and local restaurants. Please give whatever you can. The money goes directly to World Central Kitchen, and it's a charitable donation. Once again, that's theringer.com slash WCK. Welcome to The Right Reasons. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Exciting podcast ahead of us, beginning with me telling you about my interview with Wes. This is a rare week when you are less excited about the actual episode of Vanderpump Rules <laughs> and the actual episode of The Challenge than yeah. you are about this discussion with Wes. You've texted me about it. I cannot wait to hear about it. First of all, it made my day. And as, a, as you know, my bar the bar for like making my day is very low, but it did none, nonetheless. And he was early. He got to the Zoom before me, first Whoa. of all. <laughs> Whoa. How many times yeah. have I done that? <laughs> Zero. Um, and I reminded Wes that the previous time I'd interviewed him at Grantland, he was 15 minutes late because he'd been buying a stapler and post-its in Target and like had to like get to his car. I don't know if you remember that, Jacoby, but that happened. Of course, of course I remember that. You're crazy. And he was just like, he was so on one. And then I was like, are you performing right now? So he, he stopped, which was funny. And then he just like told me so many great things. Most importantly, which I want to share with you. And I, I apologize to anyone who already listened to the interview, but just getting into this challenge talk, he said that they don't talk about Jay and bananas sharing an X slash current because Jay and bananas never talked about it. Like they just didn't ever talk about it. So who is this X slash current? Her name is Morgan. She was on War of the Worlds 1 and then also on some other show with Jay. They met on like X to the Beach. Did they like mention that. this briefly in the show so far? No, we just talked about it. They have not mentioned it whatsoever. Huh. Seems like something that you would do on a reality show. Yeah, and he said that Jay and Bananas had like an unspoken agreement to never discuss it. And so that's why I didn't show up on the show. Mm. Out to the yeah. power of this woman, Morgan. This woman, Morgan, yeah. was like, listen, neither of you are going to discuss my name or there'll be hell to pay. And they both just fell in line. This is the power of Morgan. Great name, Morgan, by the way. Keep your name out of my mouth. Um, yes, be- exactly. Before, before we get into the two shows, I want to talk about a little crossover between the two shows. Exciting. So Kayla, the mu- who I don't like and you love. Yes. Kayla used to be best friends with one Sheena Shea. Um, probably not named Sheena Shea anymore. Just throwing that out there. Great alliteration. Great alliteration, but I'm not sure she's still carrying around the Shea, the Shea last name. But I don't know She'll if you know, but she's Sheena divorced. I don't me. know if you know, but she's divorced. She, she's she's divorced. brought it up a couple times this season. So her and Kayla used to be best friends. I'm, I'm imagining these are both post-reality, quote-unquote, fame friendships. This isn't yeah. like a genuine, like we went to camp together every summer friendship. Correct. So Kayla used to be dating some guy. And that, and she knows friends with the guy first. And as mm. a result, 
of Kayla making out with Bear, as we saw this week, Sheena friend dumped Kayla and started like subtweeting her on Twitter. And they had a whole Twitter fight, essentially. I love this. And now they aren't friends at all. But like I Kayla has actually a- appeared on like a couple in the background of a couple episodes of Vanderpump Rules, which many view many listeners have pointed out to me. I think she was maybe even at Ariana's birthday party last summer or the, huh. in a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And yeah, so she was like in the mix of the Vanderpump people. And then uh, Sheena dumped her because Kayla cheated on her boyfriend with Bear, which like we'll get to. Well, a couple things. I, I do want to talk about the Kayla, the Kayla Bear thing intensely because to me, that's the number, the A1, the number one thing to discuss from the episode. And number two, I see from your notes here, Kayla also on Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, a show that I watched every single episode of. Every single one. I bet you didn't even see a segment of Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. Incorrect. Absolutely incorrect. My main problem with the show, not enough Lindsay Lohan. Like, why wasn't she mm. on it more? Well, Lindsay Lohan was off like... She was basically like on a yacht that was like docked in the bay where the beach club was getting absolutely slammered all day, every day. I think she's still doing that. She wasn't exactly a hands-on manager. There was a hands-on <laughs> something, but it wasn't her employees. And they brought in Kayla as like a mid-season replacement and the whole people were threatened of her. And another thing I've learned is the Atlanta housewives went to Lindsay Lohan's beach club like three episodes ago on their trip For to what? Greece. On their trip to Greece, and um, let's just say that Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club is still Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, but it's a different Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club than it originally was. And if you watch Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, you remember how important this beach was to Lindsay because she was sexually assaulted on it. Obviously, not funny, but like no. something, you know, like she talked about the significance of this beach and why this beach was so important. However, it is no longer on that beach. And every time I've seen Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club on a reality television program, there's no one there except the subjects that are on the program. Like it's not like it's like a busy nightclub that they section off a little corner of. It's just there's just it's just crickets. There's no one there unless you are part of the production of the show. So for a little while, like you know, you could follow a hashtag on Instagram. Yes, I've never done that though because I'm not crazy. But yes, the only one I followed was Lindsay hashtag Lindsay Lohan nightclub and, or two hashtag <laughs> Lindsay Lohan nightclub and hashtag Lindsay Lohan beach club because <laughs> I just like oh, wanted good. to know what was up at them <laughs> at all hours of the day because the time yeah. difference you never know if it's day or yeah. night over there so it just you always have it covered great so she has like multiple places that have like licensed her name but she's no longer involved with them essentially does she have some sort of like Hasselhoffian European appeal that I don't know about because I guess she could so. open up both of those things in Manhattan today and they would be just as empty as they are in Greece I think she also like dated some Russians and some Saudi Arabians like she's like she's in the mix with moneyed people of, of Europe and the Middle East I guess I don't and what's Russia her. who knows Good anyway the whole Kayla Sheena thing is is intriguing and Sheena picked a side you know I feel like these Vanderpump people are always like picking sides and I don't really know why you don't have to. Well, I want to talk about this infidelity a little bit. Okay. okay. So Kayla is in a relationship with some guy that she posts on Instagram all the time. I think they're still together. I don't know. I don't. I, I pay attention to Kayla's Instagram, but not like Juliet level attention. And there's also the second layer is, am I wrong or did Bear explain that he had a girlfriend as well, but he has not spoken to her the entire trip? I thought he kept referring to Kayla as his girlfriend, though they weren't together yet. Really? No, but they were sitting down and, and they were like, so do you have a girlfriend? And he, Bear was like, yeah. And she goes, how many times have you called her yet? And he goes, no, that is not a girlfriend. 
I thought not that was a supposed to be like a joke about Kayla, but I guess I was wrong. Maybe not. I don't know exactly, but it was confusing nonetheless. Here's the thing. I would have to... I, I just don't understand cheating on your boyfriend with Bear. I'm sorry. I'm not into Bear at all. I don't get it. And like this sort of like obsessiveness is just would never work on me. Treat me a little bit worse, Bear. You know? Well, yeah. I, I don't think that this Bear is actually a match for your love language. You know? <laughs> But I will or my say language. That, I need subtitles on Bear. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. My wife is the same way. If you have any sort of accent, like not even like not even like from like England or Australia or Scotland, like if you're from like the South, the South, she, yeah, she she needs subtitles. Like even like like Canadians, she's like, I need subtitles. Like these people are Absolutely. not speaking my language. Always yeah. need subtitles. And then a lot of times we'll just leave them on, even when we're watching brainless stuff like the challenge. It's just like it helps with uh, comprehension, you know? Yeah, reading absolutely. Reading along. Um, I'm sorry to all the cinematographers out there that work so hard on these shots of like birds during montages, but I'm just reading that it says like upbeat production music in, the, in parentheses. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, he's been going so hard at her. His, his um, seduction technique is just to be overbearing with his affection and obvious interest in her, which is one way to play it. And it does, it does work sometimes. And in this case, it kind of did. They had been drinking. They had been out. I tried to find the bar they were at, but they only, I only couldn't get the full URL in the background. But they were at a bar. They were drinking a little bit. They get home. They do some, some sitting on the couch next to each other and drinking. And it was very clear that something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So she decides to go to the bathroom. And the bathroom reminds me of like, I didn't have one of these, but like a co-ed bathroom at a dorm. A dorm, yeah. You're, if you're like totally. visiting a friend, I had a friend yes. at Wesleyan and I visited and I was like, what, wait, what is this? Like, you just have just this gigantic shared locker room bathroom thing? This is not. No, this this is not okay. Not okay. At we all. had we had separate male and female, but on the same floor, so they're really close together. It, they might as well have just been the same, essentially. So you but didn't yeah. have a toilet in your dorm room? No, I had to go to the, like the shared room, shared bathroom. Unacceptable, unacceptable. And NYU so fancy. I know NYU. We're in Manhattan. We have the least, like literally, the least amount of space of any university on the planet, but we still have a door that you can close so you don't have to look at your roommate's face 24-7. You know what it's I mean? A really, like that's the part that's best about the bathroom. It's a great feeling when you when you move into like your own apartment junior year and you no longer have to wear shower shoes in the shower. It's like just, just a phrase, not actually <laughs> yes. practical. You're not sharing a shower with anyone but the people you've chosen to live with. So... <laughs> they go um, into the so, co-ed. They go to the co-ed dorm, and like, there's a little bit of like, they're clearly something's going to happen. You can just tell. There's no reason for them to be next to each other, brushing their teeth. And then there's like, a, like some butt slapping going on, and then they do like a sneaky little makeout that they don't think is sneaky. caught on camera. But it's like sneaky, kinda. In the old days, you went to the bathroom to hook up because they didn't have ba- they didn't have cameras in there. But because this is like all stalls, essentially, they can have cameras because I think it's like not as private. Like you can show someone brushing their teeth, but like you can't show them like pissing or whatever. So exactly. I think there's, yeah. So there's tactical so error. Anything nude, anything nude you're going to do, you're going to do behind a wall that does not have a camera on it. But if you are at the sinks, you're on camera. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there, I mean, I guess I hid those cameras. I think I would assume that there was a camera in there. I was surprised they thought there wasn't, but what do I know? I mean, it's not like they have like a, teddy bear up in the corner on a shelf like i don't know how much you can hide a camera someone tells me that, like this place they keep using like these these scenic shots of cameras on fences and stuff i think this place is just has a bunch of cameras there because of what it is but they don't know which ones are active that would be it's my like guess. the circle yes 
there's it is cameras like everywhere have you tried brazilian circle i just couldn't i, I, just, I have i have I, ha- I have tried it my problem was like i wasn't willing to pay enough attention i was just like i can't commit to subtitles i'm sorry yeah yeah it's one thing if you have if you're speaking english and i don't need the subtitles but they're there as a crutch it's another thing yeah. if, like, if i'm relying on them for like dumb tv like no thank you like i can watch the parasite because it's interesting but i can't watch like the circle and read it the whole time parasite's a great movie did you watch it on hulu or did you see it in the theaters um you know i don't go to movies in the theaters unless they're like trolls you know Maybe <laughs> <made an laughs> like frozen too <laughs> <laughs> but i did actually see that in the theater because everyone told me it was so good and it won best picture so i like went on like a wednesday at 11 and i oh, was underwhelmed great. because everyone talked it up so much underwhelmed yeah everybody yeah. talked it up so much too long too every movie's too long uh i thought the last 10 minutes but whatever anyway kayla and bear now they're a thing and I'm excited. We needed more hooking up. So we got it. Thank you to yes. Kayla and Bear. It was necessary. Thank you to Kayla and Bear. Here's my question for you. Okay. If you're Kayla, you're in a serious relationship. I think they've been together like a long time. They're like serious. Yeah. And you make out with Bear in the bathroom. And that's all they do. Let's imagine that because we haven't seen the next episode. Let's imagine that's the extent of their physical relationship. Definitely not all, but okay. How, when, where do you explain to your boyfriend that this happened? Interesting. I think you need to come home and tell him like within the first three days, probably like day two or three upon return. Rule number one, never do it on the phone while you're No, absolutely no. not. You can't do damage control. You can't no. like, don't try to get ahead of it. Eye. Yeah, no, yeah no, 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 don't do any of that. And also like, you're basically saying like, Hey, I'm going to be gone in a couple of weeks. Try to sleep with as many women as you can in a couple of weeks. Because when I come back, like just to like make it even, you know what I mean? Like you make out with a dude in the bathroom and then all of a sudden he's like having, having orgies in the back of strip clubs. <laughs> no, you definitely, you definitely need to wait till you're back. I think pretty soon though, cause you want to get in front of it. And also if you're Kayla, do you really want to waste more time with this guy that you're willing to cheat on with bear? I mean, it can't, he can't be the one if you're, if Zach and Jenna oh, are able to stay together. I'm sorry. I'm just anti bear. I, I mean, here, can, I, can I just like make the case for Bear? Like sure. a lawyer? Like I sure. don't love Bear or the Bear type of dudes out there, but let me make the case. You're literally stuck in a bunker, okay? You are not allowed to talk to anybody else. And Bear is a social outlier. He's a big personality. He talks a lot. He is kind of funny. Like there's something, there is like something in, uh, attractive isn't the right, right word. There's something intriguing about him. So I feel like in that environment, Bear is a breath of fresh Bear because... <laughs> You just get like, you just get something different than like someone sitting around and being like, well, I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers because I don't want to go to purgatory. Maybe I do want to go to purgatory so I can get a skull so I can get the final and run TJ's final. Like, like it's sometimes it's just like, hey, you know what? I'm talking to this guy and he's dumb, but he talks a lot. And he's kind of funny. and He's nice to be around. Like, that's you're, my case you're right. for Bear. The, the big personality does go a long way, especially when you're surrounded by like these people who think they're really smart, but they aren't. One good thing about Bear is he's not like, I've got everything under control, like Jordan or Wes. Like He's like, <laughs> Kayla. He just loves Kayla so much and says <laughs> her name Things that have nothing to do over. with Kayla. Things that have absolutely nothing to do with Kayla. He turns into Kayla conversations. It's kind of endearing. <laughs> but like, I, can I ask some follow-up questions about your Wes your West interview? Yeah, of course. Okay, how long? 45 minutes. Um, how long did it take to kind of like warm up and start grooving? Um, he, he like quasi insulted me right before we started recording. So that was a really good way That's to good. Like get it going. I was like, you know, I'm going to ask about your monster truck, right? 
And he was like, yeah, I'm prepared for that. It's not a particularly original journalistic question people ask all the time. And I was like, oh, sorry. So that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, Wes plays Wes. Like, Wes is really good at, like, turning it on and, like, being a persona. He also clearly just, like, loves himself. Like, loves. So he's happy to discuss himself. And it works out great. He was sitting. I... Uh, he was wearing sweats. He was sitting at like a dining room table in front of a nice painting. He was in his home in Kansas. Um, it was on video, so we really were able to connect. Also, I think he like had no idea who the I was, what the ringer was, what Grantland was. He just was like sure. in his own world. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Wes. It's refreshing. It's refreshing when like people like on the challenge or Vanderpump are like, I'm sorry, I have no idea that you do this or what this outlet is or anything. Because there's the opposite is kind of like. It's kind of like you kind of lose points with me if you're like, oh, yeah, I've listened to every one of your podcasts and read every one of your columns. Yeah. And like, you said this about me once six months ago. It's kind of like, oh, man, I'm just like saying stuff. I'm sorry that I called you adult. Like, yeah, you totally. Know, but you did, I know. you did. Like, you know, you did pee yourself after a night out in the corner of the living room. So I, I, <laughs> I had to, you know? Yeah. He also, one thing that was a bummer though is like, I mentioned how I love Jordan and Tori, and he was like, uh huh, uh huh. And he couldn't, and I, it was before this episode had aired and I actually hadn't seen it yet because I didn't want to spoil anything in talking to him. And so he didn't really like comment on Jordan and Tori at all, but he was like, Jordan's annoying. It's kind of like all he would say, but he didn't get really into what we saw tonight with their fighting where Wes had like an all time antagonistic line. He said, he said to Jordan, you will not talk to me the way you talk to your wife. And Jordan lost it almost like, I think there's like the the threshold of things that you can say to me that will make me genuinely upset is just getting higher and higher and higher the more washed and tired I am. You know the what I mean? The more time like you spend with your kids. Yeah, it's just like the, like it's just like you can say whatever. Like I don't really care about like being punked at a bar or like you insulting me or like calling me names that I won't even say. But like, but like, sort of disrespecting the way that I talk to my wife. It's just like that is that's you're you're really trying you're trying to to get a rise out of me and you know what that's going to succeed it's going <laughs> to succeed yeah and it did it succeed although Jordan didn't like fight but Tori like gave a look Tori she doesn't really back her man up I feel like she doesn't really like she obviously loves Jordan they're a great duo but like when everyone's bagging on great him point. she's she doesn't really defend him. Great point. It's great point. She's kind of Schwartzian with it. It's kind of like, yeah. it's like, I feel like part of marriage, it should be like written into the vows where it's like, you know, like in sickness and in health. And if someone's talking shit about the other one that you are obligated, even if they are in the wrong to back them up with a lot of sass and aggression, because that's kind of part of this partnership, you know? Yeah, absolutely. She and doesn't like- do it. She doesn't. She's like, she wants everyone to like her a lot, which I, it's successful. I do like her a lot. And she's just sort of like always trying to be like very direct and like act like she's like keeping 100. It's just weird to me that people don't like hold Jordan against her more. I feel like it's interesting. They are both a, a couple that everyone's aware of, but like they get treated very differently. That's just a testament to how great she must be, in my opinion. You're really team Tori, huh? I love Tori. Yeah, girl crush on Tori. Oh, uh, what I love about Tori, it was, it was her and Jenny last season, right? Yeah. When Tori just absolutely dominated her, I was just yeah. like... I was I was I was shocked. Like I was at, I was shocked. I was just a true like David Goliath moment. Tori can't solve a puzzle to save her life, but uh, she's good in challenges and she's a good runner. Yes. 
Wes yes. was saying that they that he targets um like marathon runners because that's that's the key to winning a final. Also, I asked why they say prospects and not rookies, and he said that it's above his pay grade. So who but, knows? It's just like part of the rules. <laughs> yes, just said it's part of the just part of the rules. Um, let's talk about the elimination. It was kind of gnarly. It was between Rogan and Jay, and Rogan, mm. who spent like a lot of time in the last two seasons not caring about D at all was like, well, I have to go against Jay. He kissed my girl. And it's like, Rogan, yeah. last, last I checked, you basically played D last season. So like back off, dude. Yeah. You strategically got in a romantic relationship and then at the right time threw her all the way under the bus, backed up the bus, rolled over her again, and then put her in a coffin, buried her in the ground and said, I'm going to go run this final. That's basically what happened last season. It was so fucked up. And now he's like, I need to defend my honor. He he made out with my girl. I liked when D was like, yeah, we had a cheeky kiss. Very, very Australian. I love it. I can't Me believe. Too. Did you say Australian? I mean, English. Sorry. Did you just, did you just say Australian? That's an entire yeah. continent that you just upset. You used to just upset states on this show. And now you're going after continents. It's good to see that like as your profile grows, that you're just taking bigger <laughs> shots. I appreciate it, Juliet. I, I can only it. be me, Jacoby. <laughs> Um, also Wes said that D is stuck in Kansas right now. He's, she is, um, she went to visit Wes and got stuck there because of the quarantine. And so she's currently living with Nehemiah. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just like, did you just do an ad lib and then read it? Or is that real? It's real. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 Let me back this up. So D went to visit Wes. Yeah. Okay. And I assume she lives in England at this point. Yes, yeah, she's not live in America. Okay. So she flew to Kansas from, I don't know, probably connected through Heathrow or Liverpool or whatever. Sure. And it flies there. And then the coronavirus hits. She gets stuck in Kansas. And she's not living with Wes, who she went to visit. She's quarantined with Nehemiah. <laughs> yes. Who recently what is he moved- doing in Kansas? <laughs> Glad you asked. Wes got him a job at one of Wes's companies. And so he moved to Kansas and he lives down the street Love from it. Wes. Love it. I mean, like somehow it comes up in conversation that Nehemiah is like, I need a job. He's like, cool. I'll send you an Excel document with the 75 companies that I run. You just pick from that, whatever job you want, because I can make it happen. He said it's up to 200 companies. Here's the thing though. I went to the beta blocks website after our interview. I was so high on Wes. He'd made my day, mm-hmm. my week. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, quarantining it up. And then Wes just comes out on my computer. I go to betablocks.com. I look at the team. I look at the mentors. I'm looking for the info on Wes. I've been to this website before as well. So this is not, this is, this is not a confession. I've done the same thing. Wes isn't on it. I didn't see Wes. Huh? Wes still has his work email. So it's confirmed that he works there kind of, but like, I'm just confused. I, I didn't see him in any of the promotional photos. Couldn't find his bio. It's an alphabetical order. Weston was not there. And I don't know. He said, I, I just, I'm going to need some clarity on his employment, but he was like really um, emphatic about how he's employed compared to everyone else. I have a theory. Okay. I think he's like a silent partner that was either bought out or pushed out that they mm. don't want him on front street. It might be his involvement with the challenge, but more likely it's something else that happened. I mean, we've seen Wes get in arguments. I don't know. Every hour I see him, he gets in one argument with somebody. There's probably, so I'm going to say that beta blocks in the office. He probably screamed on somebody, made, really ruffled some feathers. We took some of his challenge behavior into the corporate world. And then something happened. There was some sort of division between him and beta blocks, but he still has some equity and he's still a founding partner, but they just, they're not, it's not, it's not public facing. That's my guess. 
I think that's probably right. I think, that, but I'm just like, let's go Wes on Shark Tank. Like Wes, just aim higher. Let's, you know, if you're an entrepreneur. Love, I would love to, first of all, Shark Tank, I, I'm not sure that, that um, you know, he's exactly Mark Cuban or the dude from FUBU or the other pe- people on that panel. <laughs> I mean, we've never said like, we've always said he runs 200 companies, but like literally never been able to name one, you know? So there's that. But I would also say this, in Wes's defense, he's very high in the list of like people on the challenge I want to have a beer with. He's my number one. I had a great time doing a fucking Zoom with him. And he's a good hang. Like he's Definitely a good hang. Not dumb. He's a good hang. Interesting. Yeah. I I wouldn't go so far as to be like, he's smart, but But he's he's not Corey. He's no Corey who no. <laughs> the challenge, the challenge was like not hard, but they made it seem like it was really difficult. Once again, it included explosives and Corey had to like, didn't even go first, but Corey ran. It was a final leg of his relay and he had to like put these sticks into a box and like, he just couldn't figure it out. He ran around oh the God. box and it's already been done four times right in front of his yeah, face within his first. eyesight. He just didn't even watch it. He ran past the box. He was looking around like, what do I do with these sticks? And then not only that, had no idea where the explosion was going to come from. None whatsoever. So during the explosion, he actually looked badass because he seemed to be like ignoring of it, but he was absolutely ignorant of it. He didn't know it was going to happen. He had no really idea dumb. what his job was. He made his job the easiest job admittedly because he's too dumb to do the hard jobs and he could, he was too dumb to do the easy job too. Only thing more shocking than Corey not being able to put the sticks into the box was Swaggy revealing he used to be a day trader. I, I'm into it. Shout out to Swaggy. I just think the the barriers of entry to call yourself a day trader are very low. Mm. You know what I, you know mm. what I mean? Like I feel like if like maybe I spend he just like twelve hours, yeah. I, I feel like by this time tomorrow night, I could call my. I could say I was once a day trader because For I invested two hundred dollars into some penny stocks. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> literally a day. a day trader. Yeah. Well, he did do the math very quickly, so I don't know. He did. The math was not hard, by the way. Math, not hard. Hardest thing is, is, is 85, to, 80, 85 divided by five was the hardest thing. And it took me about like no seconds to come up with. This challenge wasn't hard, just like in general. And they were making it seem like it was. The fact that Jay fucked it up so bad is like just really embarrassing. I mean, it probably was a little hard to go first, but they were like, we yeah. got a great climber and everything. But the the car wasn't that unsteady like one because it, it was no. on that side wheel. It's just the whole thing was a farce. I have- I have some questions. Number one, what country are they in? They're in um, Czech Republic. The, the, was formerly known. Yeah, Czech Republic. Okay. In the Czech Republic, do they not have the driver's side on the right side of the car? First of all, I'm asking you like you know these things. I don't think so. I think it's like us in America on the left side. Like us. Okay, because that's the way it was with this car, and I was a little confused by that. And the way the, the idea that they switch that from border to border in Europe is just absolutely insane to me. Like that's just, oh, this, just you can switch currencies, you can switch languages, but like just for efficiency's sake, man. Like, it's just it's just, just Ireland just and the UK. It's just Ireland and the UK that has it on the right side. Interesting. First of all, yeah. I'm shocked that you know these things. I don't know where you pick up this kind of information. <laughs> But um, <laughs> you said it with enough confidence that I'm just going to take it as a fact. Yeah, but no, it did true. not seem hard. None of the none of the steps in that seemed hard. Yet, like three of the five teams or six teams, maybe oh, could not accomplish it. it. And they're like the person who went was the first re- part of the relay. Like, didn't look at the numbers, and it's like a real. You have one job, and it's to get it those Jay. numbers. 
Yeah, and Jay, he realized and it then, like originally, like like they're like times ten. He goes times ten, and I think it was Johnny Bananas was like, yeah, what times ten? <laughs> and then you could see Jay's face. Johnny's on the radio, like what times ten? And he's just like, uh, uh don't oh, remember. Yeah, I messed, I messed this one up, guys. <laughs> My <laughs> <Whoopsie>. bad. <laughs> My <laughs> bad. Whoopsie. Um, but on the topic of Jay, I mean, is he alive? Like w- the end of this episode with Jay either being dead or alive. Um, and really nothing in between. I can't think of any other options for him. A couple things. Number one, if Jay is truly injured, okay, and has a rotator cuff issue or a broken arm, right? Would they end the episode this way? No. They would they not. No. So you think, I think Jay, Jay comes gets back up off to the win. turf? I'm not I'm not gonna say he wins, but he gets up off the turf and finishes the challenge. Jay's tough. I really in on Jay. I really like him. I like Jay too. He's like, he wants to, he wants to win. He's a winner. But listen, Jay, when you, when you have the fireball in your hand, okay. (laughs) Did you see his first move with Rogan? He's clearly outmatched physically by Rogan in some sort of like tackling event, which this essentially is. He went with like, he, he pump faked the jump shot from like 25 feet. It's like, Jay, you're not Steph Curry. No one's falling for that pump fake. You're going to get slammed on the ground. Like, do you really think that Rogan's going to jump in the air and try to block that? Like, what do you think is happening, Jay? What, that, that what is the strategy, work. though? I mean, he's not a football player. He doesn't know what he's doing. Do you want to, I mean, are you serious? Do you want to get your defender off balance with a series of jukes and then push them out no. of the way? Sorry, and I'm not an athlete. Make a run ship, for any, it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not, done, it's not complicated. You're like, what is the strategy when you have a ball? You have to get past somebody. I've never encountered this before in my life. I have it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just that it's not an experience I have. No, I know, but you've seen it done a million times. Like, yeah, you understand sport. It's basically the function of every single sport is to have a ball and get past somebody else. Like, it's not. It's true. You know, it's not I am that aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> I am aware yeah. of that. Um, also, the fire once again did it have to be on fire. I, I just, There's, I guess, I guess if you if you gotta go pyro, you gotta go pyro. I have a theory. Okay, let me take you back to last season. Okay, they're getting down to the final, right? It's their last night before they're about to like fly to the final or whatever. The crew goes out. The big wig, the executive in charge. It's like Justin Booth. I want to say his name is. And again, yes, like, I don't know Booth. this guy. No it's disrespect Justin to Booth. Justin Booth. I'm gonna, like, no disrespect to Justin Booth. I do not know this man. None of this is true. I'm just making up a scenario. Justin Booth is in the bathroom of a bar. A little had a couple too many. Maybe he's married, got kids, and he's hooking up with a local girl. They're serving. They had oh a great. God. They had a great rapport. <laughs> And, and, and they know they know that Justin Booth is going to end up paying the check, so they're paying extra attention to Justin Booth. And Justin Booth is making out in the bathroom, a la Kayla and Bear, and in walks the pyro guy, right? <laughs> and then Justin Booth finds the pyro guy after the bathroom experience, and he's like, listen, what's it going to take to make sure that you never speak of what you just saw? And the pyro guy is like, next season? Lots of explosions, lots of fire, <laughs> big pyro budget. Is there we're any other plausible explanation? No. Is there any other plausible explanation? No. Like TJ's like, we're gonna play the same game we've played a bunch of times, but this time the ball's on fire. And you're like, that's unnecessary. This There's is, only two other explanations. One, TJ was bored and he was like, I'll come back, but there has to be more pyro. Or <laughs> first of all, I don't think TJ has that kind of leverage. 
Or the government of the Czech Republic was like, we have all of this leftover pyro from a big event. Please take it off our hands and come to the Czech Republic. That's the, those are the only explanations I can come up with. It's the only thing that makes any sense. And also, if you looked at <laughs> the actual pyro box, it was like a sort of like a, like a, I don't know, like a garden box. And it had like old school, like Looney Tunes looking dynamite in it. And that might be what they found around the bunker, but I think there's actual new pyro underneath because the pyro guys aren't playing around in this. Yeah, no, of course not. And it even made a pyro joke. Like when Corey was explaining where he thought the pyro was going to be, they did like a, they did like a a animation that put like fire on the screen, like far away. It's like fire is is the theme. (laughs) Poor Jenna. Jenna (laughs) walks towards, she put the sticks in and starts walking towards the explosion. Somewhere this pyro guy who's got leverage on the executives was just like, Jenna, what are you doing? Jenna, we're melting your face off. Sorry, Zach. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I like Jenna. I hope she wins. I don't know why, but I just do. No chance. Absolutely no chance. Yeah, I don't know who's going to win. No chance. What did she say wrong? Oh, she's got detonating wrong. She's like uh, yeah. destinating. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's... Good, good job, Jenna. Um, but there's something something nice about Corey and Jenna's of the world who like know that they're not the sharpest tool. And in, in yeah, the, I can't believe I just I, I tried to make sharpest fun of somebody for not being smart. And, but like, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I it's messed late. that up. God, it's man. Not, it's, man. Yeah. God. Quarantine comes for us all. Um, yes, I just want to share one other note. Uh, from your notes, which is you, you wrote what a robe on Kyle. Um, Kyle and Wes wear like as many layers as possible to the finale, to the uh, eliminations to like make each other laugh. And so I think like also Kyle wears like a lot of like stunt clothing. I think because I saw it from the front. It was like a very thick terry cloth t- type of like fleecy robe thing but then when i saw from the back the hood had like sort of like an animal on it you know those hoods with like ears and eyes or whatever so i was like oh this is like a a goof robe but can i say something i love robes wildly overrated what no overrated i like robes you've never had a good robe you've never had a good robe i I guess i haven't because i find myself i only use them exclusively in hotels which post corona i'll never do that again but (laughs) i i only i only whenever i do it i do it for like the show I feel no. much better in like a soft t-shirt and like some shorts. I just feel okay. better. Well, I don't think a robe is like the like a solo. I mean, sometimes it is when you get out of a shower, you put your robe on afterwards or whatever. But the robe is like a, as a house garment, like for warmth and for coziness is is wonderful. And I mean, you just never you've never had the right kind of robe. That's another just, that's problem it. I have with the robe is I always tie the string into a knot. But you can't single that's knot it. That's on you, man. That's on you. So you have to like. So I'm supposed to tie a bow because if I double knot, it's no, too it's hard a, to get it's undone. Like a half bow. What, what's wrong with you? It's like a half bow. It's not hard. What do you mean? What's no one taught me how to tie a robe properly? I've, I just I didn't go to <laughs> robe training camp. Sorry. All right. Well, I'll set you up with a YouTube video. You got some time on your hands while you're, you know, tomorrow night. No podcast to do. Just watch some robe training videos. <laughs> well, please send me those links. Can we quickly talk about Jenna and Zach's relationship? And I uh, yeah, love your course. theory about them ping ponging the challenge. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant theory by thanks. you. So we had a quick check in. Zach, bearded Zach was at the house. He was lonely. And um, they really seemed... 
to be not concerned about each other's well-being or how things are going or what the update is on you know mutual friends and things that they have in common or building their family together. It basically was like, are you cheating on me? You're not cheating on me, right? Are you cheating on me? You're not cheating on me, right? Are you cheating? Are you guys cheating? Are you cheating on me? You cheat on me, you're cheating on me, aren't you? No, you're cheating on me. Are you sure you're not cheating on me? Are you cheating on me? No, you're not cheating on me. And then they ended she ended it by saying, be, be good. good. Do you know how many times I've been on the phone with my wife? Do you know how many times she's ever ended with be good? She she would never. It's like what I say to my kids when I drop them off at like camp. You know what I mean? Like, it's not what you say to your loved one. Be good. It basically you're saying, don't cheat on me. She also was like a little telling about their relationship. Yeah, she was like, We've met six years ago. We've been on and off. We've been on for the last two years, and it's been really good, but they're just really worried about it. However, I believe they're now engaged. This oh, is yeah. for real. They they got married around Christmas, I believe. Or they got engaged around Christmas, if I recall correctly. Mm. So congrats to them, you know? I hope they make it in the long run. Speaking of proposals, finally got it. Stassi, she's got the ring, baby. He put a ring on it. And let me just say, gorgeous ring. Good job, Bo. That was one of my takeaways as well. Beautiful ring. And also, whenever it's a family heirloom, it's even yeah. better. Do you know what family heirloom says to me? Zero dollars free it's free (laughs) and and it's also like vintage so it's not like no one else is going to have something similar that was a really nice looking ring and stassi is the type of lady that cares about the ring a lot totally and i i thought it was really pretty matched her style you know just good good stuff however i've got some notes on the proposal Bo. i mean good job a lot of effort went into it very sweet but um i've never seen someone maneuver a turn on their knees more awkwardly than Bo when he went to like pick up the ring and then actually propose really i would have worked on that a little bit and asked his friend to place it differently uh and he just was he's been so nervous every step along the way it's like kind of cute but also like Bo, calm down yeah, well, a couple things. Number one, when he said he was going to do it at the Hollywood Cemetery or Forever Hollywood, whatever it's called, I was like, Hollywood you know what? Forever. Probably not a good place to do it. Like, I, you know, there's so many other places in the world to do this that maybe not being surrounded by death isn't a good idea, but got a beautiful day. The bench was nice. So he kind of proved me wrong in terms of the exact location of when he's going to propose. And also, I thought the location was good because they were there to pick out their mausoleums or whatever, yes. mausoleum shopping, which gave them like a natural function to be there. They didn't have to like make up some fake reason to go wherever they were going. So it was in the back of her mind. Like he took, am I going to get proposed to? Like when you're at the Bo Stasi level and you're like, hey, let's just like, let's spend a week in Italy. You know what I mean? Like when you get on the plane, you're like, I better be engaged by the time I land right. back on this runway. Like it becomes this pressurized thing where they're like wondering, is this the morning? Is this the day? Is this, oh, is he going to propose now? And I feel like that particular task took that out of her mind. So it was truly surprising. So I thought yeah. that was good. She did seem truly surprised. And she was like, shut the fuck up. That was very Stassi. She did seem yes. really happy. It was really, really sweet. Yes. And then you noted this in your, um, in your notes that she, that Lisa was when they got to the party at Lisa's, Lisa was like, I have a dress if you want it, like offering for Stassi to change. And she was like, no, I feel great. And I thought that was a really sweet, lovely response. I was like, give you go Stassi. All you need is yeah. happiness and it looks good on you. I thought it was a little rude of her to offer the dress in the first place. Actually, maybe just be like, I don't know the relationship, but like, you know, I just thought it was a little weird. It was just like, Hey, you kind of, you've got, you've got jean shorts on. Do you want to change the jean shorts? It's like, wait, what? Like, huh? But she was wearing like you a know, blouse. Like, I thought it worked. Yeah, Good job, yeah, I thought it was nice. It like a polka dot thing. But my main problem with the proposal was the words that came out of his mouth. Maybe we got, maybe it was a much longer speech that we got a cut down of, but it was very generic. It was like, you literally turned my life upside down. Like, literally, that's not true. 
Okay. Like literally that's also impossible. Literally. Okay. And then he was just like, I can't think of a better person to spend the rest of my life with. It's like, dude, like this is just so boilerplate boring. Like I hope that that was a longer speech that like pulled on heartstrings a little bit more. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. I fear it was not because I think we would have seen more of it if there was more tape to show. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, they seem like they have a nice relationship. I like how she was like, I can make two things, which a Casio Pepe mac and cheese or a hot sauce mac and cheese, which is obviously just like adding pepper or hot sauce to mac and cheese. But you know, that's very sweet. <laughs> Casio Pepe sounds great. And I was wondering, I was like, Pepe kind of sounds like pepper. Like, is Casio salt in some language? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's I think, it must, I think she must have been like, would you, she was like, would you like salt and pepper or would you like hot sauce on your mac yeah. and cheese? Those are the two, my two delicacies. And and she's the holding Annie, a box of white, Annie's, Annie's white shells. Annie's white shells are good. I'm more of a craft, craft orange, but you know what? Annie's Me is too. definitely plausible. Um, when I was younger, I would, I would definitely eat an entire box of mac and cheese and just call it dinner. Easy. When you're younger. Easy. I, have to, I did that early on in quarantine, like several times. Yeah, you kind of have to. But now, like, I feel a little guilty afterwards. You know sure, what I mean? Guilty. Or I'll, like, yeah, save, I'll save, like, I'll save one third of it for, like, two hours later. So I didn't just eat it all in one setting out of the thing. Do you mean, out of, when you're, you're be, be, be honest, when you were done with it, did you mix it in the pot and then eat it out of the pot? Because that's, no, that's my I put style. It into, I put it into a ball. I put it into a ball. What a classy However, lady you are. What a thank classy you. lady. I try. I just want to say a box of Annie's isn't that much food. Like, it's ridiculous. No. It, should just, it should just be one bad for you serving instead of two medium bad for you serving. Totally fair. I would say the only thing about uh, doing a box of Annie's to the face, as I've done a million times, is like it sits in your stomach in a way that just like doesn't feel great. It's so salty too. Like you don't feel good after. Yeah, it just sits but, in your stomach. It's kind of like you ate like a lacrosse ball or something. You're just like, <laughs> there's like a a dense thing somewhere inside my body. Sometimes it hits the spot, though. You know, I, I oh, certainly yeah. did it many times in the last six to seven weeks. I'm I, I won't lie about that. That's for sure. Um. So yeah, after their engagement, they go to Lisa's at Villa Rosa for a party. I feel like Villa Rosa is like everyone's second home at this point. And Lala doesn't wear underwear and she's wearing a very revealing dress, which is just like, okay, Lisa makes a bigger deal of it than she needs to. Also, Lala, all of a sudden, I feel like Lala went from being 21 to 31 in like the snap of a finger. I'm just like, where's the time gone with Lala? I just want to apologize to Lala because we thought she was Vanessa Bryant in like 1992. So discussing Lala's age makes me feel a little little awkward. So I'm just going to give her a pass on that. But I'm going to say this in her defense because I do like Lala. That dress is actually sluttier if you wear underwear. Oh, interesting. Think about that. Like if you have like a thong on and you can see the thong on the sides and you can totally right. like see that she's wearing a thong, it's kind of like it's actually sluttier with underwear than without. That's that's how I'm going to defend Lala today. I just can't imagine being comfortable in that dress. Not like, like oh my God, I can't believe that's something you'd wear outside, but just like, isn't she cold or isn't she hot or what is she sweating? I don't know. Just a lot of like... Um, logistical challenges with it that I, I wouldn't be comfortable with. <laughs> oh, great point. I think that one huge misconception about the city of Los Angeles is that the weather is always perfect. One thing you learn when you live in LA is you need like a day outfit and a night outfit because it's desert oh, yeah. heat and it gets cold at night, like even in the middle of July, August. Yeah. Like it is, it gets down to like, oh, I wish I had a jacket once yeah, the sun totally. goes down. New York isn't totally. like that. New York is, if it's hot during the day, it's going to be hot at night. Cold during the day, it's going to be cold at night. But Los Angeles, like in that dress, that is a daytime dress. You better have a shawl or something. When a robe, perhaps? Just put a robe over that. You're good <laughs> oh, to go. She wouldn't know how to tie it. She wouldn't, she wouldn't know how to tie it. 
Um, Stassi's family was there. Good job by Bo once again. Great job by Bo. The call on the way was just, oh, great. So good. Maybe one day we'll come to Louisiana. We'll we'll come to Louisiana and visit you. And there they are. Yeah, great stuff. And Nikolai needs a spinoff. Nikolai needs a spinoff. Okay. The like weird editing trying to suggest that Sheena was interested in Nikolai was just like too much. I'm just like, I was just in that moment, I was like, poor Sheena. Like, this this sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sheena definitely watched that edit and was like, guys. Did you guys have to do that? It's yeah. like she's like, guys, like I've, you're in my phone. I've got your phone number. I'm going to text you right now. Some mean stuff. That wasn't fair. Poor Sheena. It was rude. Um, I, also, when you mentioned phone call, I thought you were going to mention uh, calling Lala calling Kristen, which just didn't make Loved any it. sense at all. <laughs> so Lala called Kristen to basically be like, they got engaged. You're not invited. And Kristen goes, and then she started like giving Lala. She started giving Kristen sauce. And it was just like, and then Kristen literally says, I've never, ever, 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 ever been like, you know what? Kristen is absolutely right in this situation. But Kristen was like, did you just call me to argue with me? Like, did you call me to like twist the knife? Like, what is the function of this phone call? And we both know that it's really just like just for, for the, the show. TV show. But yeah. there was no function of that phone call. Like, what was the reason None. you picked up the phone and dialed my number while you're at Lisa Vanderpump's house and I am not? Why did yeah, you do this? What is your function? What are you doing? Literally checking not. on me? Literally I'm just not. checking on you. You're not checking on me. You're trying to piss me off and it's working. The feud between the witches of WeHo, I think, is very real, but it's also played up so much for television. The empty seat for Kristen at the table. I mean, come on. That was ridiculous. They probably just had an empty seat. I'm sure it was not for Kristen or whatever. It was just like, oh, someone's not there. Or, oh, we miscounted. Yeah. I mean, it's always a good... I, you always want to prepare for an extra person or two because you never know what's going to happen. You, you'd rather prepare for an extra person than not. But still, sure. like having the seat there did feel a bit like... Because imagine like you're Elijah sitting at the at table. Passover. It's like you're waiting for Elijah, waiting for Kristen. Yes, yes <laughs> waiting for Kristen. You should put that in the Seder next time. Okay, well, no problem. <laughs> Add it. But like, I do feel like if you're sitting in, next to the empty seat, you're getting screwed. Like you can only yeah. talk to the person across from you and to your right. When the empty seat's to your left, you're just, like you have to bridge that empty seat to talk to the person to your left. It's not great. Not great. I feel like you and Sandoval probably have similar party philosophies. Of course, there's the great rule: always change seats halfway through and whatnot. Always. I feel like Sandoval would be really down with that as well. Yeah, Sandoval likes to party. I like to party. I yeah, want to go to Tom Tom. I gotta go to Tom Tom. You know what? That's my first post quarantine trip. I'm just gonna fly out to LA, take a red eye out, red eye back, and just spend the day at Tom Tom. All right, I'll, I'll meet you there. I mean, when will that be? Like 2022, do you think? I mean, like, when are you getting on a plane next? Not for a while. Here's one thing I've learned about the quarantine and the coronavirus. Sorry, mm-hmm. COVID-19. Is um, I do not do predictions. Like, the, oh, the okay. smartest thing you can say is be like, I have no idea. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> if you remember, like, March 3rd, I was like, "This is what do you mean, coronavirus? That's like a them problem in Europe. You know? So it's like, I don't do predictions. I have no idea what's going to happen in the future in my own home or in the country or in the world with this virus. No yeah. idea. I mean, me neither. I have no no idea. Whatever. Good luck to Stassi and Bo, who are supposed to get married in Rome in October. I wonder if that'll happen. I mean, who's going to that? A little concerned about Stassi's sort of like quick Bridezilla. turn to wedding planning. Yeah, it was a little Bad. like, girl, what, no. no. No, not good. Not what I want. Also, like, I don't want to do another season of wedding buildup on, on Vanderpump Rules. Like, no, thank you. I just do not want to do that again. Although, you know, they can't film this summer, so they're screwed. I wonder what's going yeah, to happen to the point. show, honestly. Like, they can't film this summer. Maybe they can, like, starting sometime in, like, July or August. But, like, how do you... 
how do you set up events for Vanderpump Rules and they can't like have parties at bars? Like that's what the show is. Oh, well, Julia, there's a whole like uh, one of my close friends, uh, shout to Zoe, is um, like a reality television executive. Mm-hmm. And like they just can't shoot. I know. And like, one thing, and it, it got me down this train of thought, not with her, but just like by myself. And I was like, well, are we, are we like four or five months away from like a delayed like Zoom season of reality TV? Like, am I going to have to watch or not? I wouldn't watch this, but like, are they going to be like, it's Project Runway, but everyone's in their house. You know what I mean? And like, hey, it's Top Chef, but everyone's in their kitchen on Zoom. Like, like I really hope that we're not mid-season in production during quarantine. And they're going to like, when, if things return to normal in four or five months, are we going to have to watch like this delayed quarantine reality TV junk that took them two months to edit? I'm not watching I don't that. Care. No, thanks. No, me neither. Yeah. Once quarantine's over, I'm lo- moving forward. I'm lo- I'm looking forward, but I do it. It does cause a real problem for Bravo because they do so much production in like the summer ish, spring and summer in L.A., Beverly Hills, Orange County, mm-hmm. Vanderpump. I mean, like all of L.A. There's like production is shut down, so we're gonna have a Bravo's gonna have a real TV shortage. They'll have to get creative. The Circle is pandemic proof. They should be that should be in production right now. That should be in production. They should have 17 different circle seasons going right now. <laughs> right now. That is brilliant. On that I didn't note, even think of that. I saw Ariana doing an Instagram live with Joey from the circle. And just like, Joey, I don't care about you. You're you've been dragged to the to the trash holder. I'm, I've moved on. Wait, Ariana from yes, Vanderpump Rules? Yes, was doing an in- Instagram live with Joey. I think it was like for some charity, but like nonetheless, I've moved on. I do not care about Shuby or Joey or Sammy or Karen or any of them. I've just like, I loved oh, the wow. circle for like 10, for like five days, whatever, the three weeks it was on, I've moved on. Yeah, I've moved on too. And you know what reminded me during the softball game, which we haven't discussed for a reason because it was terrible, is um Ariana's brother, right? That was Ariana's Jeremy. brother. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy, it's like, there's a part in Jeremy's life where he was like, I've made it. I broke through. I'm on the show. I'm going to be a superstar. And then like, it just never happened. I think Jeremy has problems. I don't know what they are, but like, he just like, I just like see him and I just think like trouble. It's great. That's great. Great job by you. <laughs> Insulting you Australia, the UK and Jeremy Maddox all and, in this and, episode. And, and, and Jeremy Maddox. <laughs> Do we know what Bo does for a living? That's a great question. I have no idea. I thought he was like a like in production or something like a photographer or something like that. But I actually have I have no idea. And like it's cl- like clearly irrelevant because like it never comes up, you know? Well, Carter is in production photographer for Kristen. I think you might be getting them confused. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I might be. Kristen needs a photo shoot. You get Carter. But I, his, his Instagram profile says commercial casting slash advertising. So that is kind of production. I'm guessing based on him singing I'm engaged to the to the the valleys of Los Angeles County that he moved to LA to become an actor performer entertainer. That's it my guess. It didn't work and out. And then and then got a side gig at that and sort of then Casting became at an ad agency. Pump. Yeah, cuz he's handsome, you know what I mean? He's he's good enough like looking to get it done. He's just a regular guy. Yeah, he's handsome. He's just like a regular he's guy good. though. He dresses kind of crazy. He's an extrovert. I like Bo. I like Bo for Stasi. I like the two of them together. Great couple. How do you feel about his leg tattoos? The leg ones aren't as concerning as like the belly ones. He's got, he made some bad decisions at the tattoo parlors over the years. 
I just can't imagine. I would never get a tattoo. It's very hard for me to like think about what I would have thought was really cool at like 26 that now at 34, I'd just be like, what was I fucking thinking? <laughs> yeah, the reason I have no tattoos is because when I was 19, I wanted to get a black dragon on my arm. Oh my God. Who talked you out so, of that? Like, no one did. I just didn't do it. It was like expensive and I just like didn't do it. And then like every time I consider a tattoo, I'm like, this could just be your black dragon. This could be what's cool in this moment that will not be cool to you forever. So don't do it. So that's why Good I have job. zero tattoos. Let's um skip the softball game because honestly, who cares? But yeah, let's talk cares? let's talk about the ne- the next week on because it looked really good. One of the keys to reality television production is like making that last 90 seconds of your show like really good to make me tune in next week. And they did it. The Brett oh and Sheena God. music Absolutely. video thing is amazing. Brett saying he felt violated and then Brett with like the curly hair that we haven't seen. Did you catch that? No. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, my- yeah, yeah. It was in an interview, though, right? I think it was like at a bar talking to Charlie or something. But he oh. looked completely different and i was like brett like what did you do on that day i i'm all here for it but i was just like what the fuck anyway i'm really excited about next week i i'm sorry to feel bad for sheena she's getting the most horrible edit possible but uh mm-hmm. you know it happens sheena poor poor girl it's fine she's, I, getting she's paid just for like it. she sees brett slipping away so she's like how can i how can i work this and then she's yeah. like i need you to be in my music video and with your shirt off. Was, I'm, I'm so excited to see it. And that's how I ended it. Um, also, this worked on me for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as well. Because I was like, I watched the season premiere and I was like, eh, not that into it. But then they dropped the hammer at the end of the Beverly Hills premiere with all the Denise stuff that comes out. And mm-hmm. I was super into that. I was like, oh, yes, I want to dig into this because, you know, there was a rumor that Brandy and she had a, an affair that got out. And so she quit oh, filming yeah. and I'm I'm loving it. Just a lot of Bravo content. I'm watching Vanderpump, New York, Beverly Hills a, sail, and Below Deck Sailing Yacht right now. And I haven't even gotten into the um, Family Karma show, which I heard is good. I tried Family Karma a little bit. Not my favorite, but I do love Below Deck of all forms. I've of learned, course. like, I, this is probably the worst format for Below Deck. The worst boat, the worst crew, the worst everything, but I still love it. Yeah, still I still love also, it. I think the chef and Chief Stew having a relationship is kind of like worst case scenario for the show. It's way better if they fight and hate yes. each other. Yes, exactly. And just Kate's a great character. Yeah. You know, like, I, I like her in that role. And I think that this particular boat's been pretty boring and Parker leaving was interesting. It was like it's really drawn shout out. To Captain Glenn. Shout to Captain Glenn for getting a resignation out of Parker. You, I know. You definitely want to be like, look, Parker decided to leave. We would love to have him, but he decided to leave. It's like, Glenn, you fired that guy. Like, what are you doing, dude? That was a firing. <laughs> great leadership by him. It really, it's, it's really great. I, I love it. Did you watch too hot to handle on Netflix? I haven't. A lot of people suggested it, but like when people suggest this show to me, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I watched it. Like it's, it's all not that right. Good. And then it's every, every as, single person yeah. is like, I watched the entire thing, but it's not that great, but you should watch it. I'm just like, that's not, that's, no. that's not like, that's not enticing it's, me at all. It's not as good as the circle or love is blind. You can skip it, but it's just like kind of ridiculous. It's basically like taking, um, like tropes of, are you the one X on the beach? And Bachelor in Paradise, and then being like, okay, you're all here and you're really hot, but if you hook up, you lose money. So it's like you have to you have to abstain. <laughs> and there's like a weird character that is basically like an Amazon Alexa that looks like a lava lamp that like talks to them and like tells them rules and like, okay, <laughs> now 
for one hour, you may touch each other. It's really fucking weird. It's just weird. And like, it's so Netflix because it's obviously really easy to translate into different countries because you just dub over the voice of like this inanimate object that's talking to the cast. And so it's obviously very international, but like, it's not that good. But like, it's just a testament to like Netflix knows how to like get people to watch the show using their technology. So anyway... Can't wait for next week on Vanderpump. I'll have to yes. like just be channeling my positive Wes energy for weeks to come. Thanks Hopefully to Wes. Hopefully Jay's not ta- dead. Hopefully Jay's not dead. Um, and I'm going to send you some robe videos. I want you to get into robe life. I cannot wait for these links. I, you know what? I, I feel like I'm a robe person that just never embraced. Yeah. Robes. You love leisure. Yeah. Look at you. I there. do. I love to be, I love to be comfortable. I don't, you yeah. know, I haven't, I've wore jeans a couple of days ago. I feel like that was a huge accomplishment. You know, I wore jeans like three out of five days last week and I was like, good for me. They still fit. Whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing? I just like went for a long walk, but like I thought on a Sunday. So there were like people around and I was like, I think I'll look a little bit better than usual. Good. Yeah, it was great. Three out of five days. First of all, weeks are longer than five days, but whatever. You know what I mean? Who's counting? It was just a three out of five day period for my own use. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week.